time to crank up the volume on your faith. It's Daybreak with TJ and Rachel on Spirit Catholic Radio. It absolutely is 7.04 on a Monday morning. Spiritual Direction, join us right now. We're going to get your path going on a Monday morning for the entire week. And to help us do that is Father Michael Voidhofer. He is the Associate Pastor at St. Robert Bellarmine here in Omaha, and uh, he's joining us this morning. Very excited to have Father and always great stuff to say. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to hear you. <laughs> yes, good to ha- have you in studio. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. I'm awake. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, and you came in praise rocking God. a, what were you rocking, a, a Texas Longhorns cap? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I don't even know where I got that hat. <laughs> We let him in anyway. Fits I saw on that. my head. Fits Folks, on my I saw head. that burn orange coming at me, and I said, <laughs> all right, that's all right, because that's a man of God. So it's all good. <laughs> Otherwise, if that had been somebody else, I'd yeah, just, yeah. just lock the door. We're all one, right? Yeah, exactly. In we the are. Trinity, right? There you go. Hey, good lead-in, Father. Yes. <laughs> you hear that, Nebraska fans? We're all one with we the with the Longhorns. You hear that? Very good. Yeah. I love that. Learn to love. Absolutely. Well, yesterday, of course, was Trinity Sunday. A fantastic day. Amen. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's the, uh, I, I find that, that's. That day in the in the Catholic Church and in the church in general is is so important because the Trinity is we are created in the image of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that revelation comes to us through our Lord Jesus in, in the New Testament. But we all are called to imitate the Trinity, you know, and it's not like the Trinity imitates us you know god's not made in our image right, right. thank god although some people would uh, disagree with that right <laughs> yeah, father we've right. seen them absolutely some of us think we can uh, <laughs> rewrite the ten commandments absolutely but uh you know as the trinity gives us our 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 identity meaning our worth our value everything we are is in god and i think this is one of the most important uh truths that we can start from this morning is you know, remembering today, as we begin this day and every day, before our feet even hit the ground, as we get up out of bed, is we need to claim our Lord, um, our God, Father, Son, and Spirit, as the Lord and giver of our life, the one who provides, the one who cares, the one who gives me all that I need. And if I'm firmly rooted in that truth, as we know, there's the, right, the two foundations I can build my house on, right? The shifty sand yeah. um, and and the, and the uh, firm foundation. Because the storms will come, the floods will come, the rains will come. That's part of life, right? But if I'm, if I'm firmly rooted and firmly grounded in that truth, which is God is for me, not against me. God is with me. You know, he says uh, in our gospel this weekend, if you were listening, <laughs> he said, go and baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach, you know, go and make disciples of all nations. Teach them all that I've commanded you. And then he says to them, and know that I'm with you always. Basically, you're never alone. He's with us always. And sometimes that can be a hard truth for all of us to kind of live out of, right? Because sometimes we are alone in the world. Or we, we, we believe we're alone. And I think we need to start right there. Is God saying we're not? So right there, I, I, am I going to build my house on God's word? Or am I going to build my house on the word of the serpent? You know, if we look in Genesis, that was the whole battle, right? Is whose word will I believe today? And whose word will I live out of today? You know, am I, you know, and it's good to, as our thoughts are moving through our minds each day and, it's good to be reflective of our of our thought life because 
you know, what I'm thinking is obviously going to be often how I'm going to act. You know, if I'm thinking that uh, I'm alone, well, I'm probably going to display that through my actions, you know, through my life with others. And, 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 and this is where, again, going back to Genesis, we, we read how the, the serpent went in to attack Adam and Eve. And the attack was basically rooted right in on, he, he honed that attack in right on the relationship between God and humanity. And he wanted Adam and Eve to believe something about God that wasn't true. And I think this is the same, it's the same tactic. That's why I highly encourage you, take some time to read Genesis 1 to 3. Um, um, those three chapters are so, so important. If I'm going to understand my place in the universe right now, I'm going to understand you know, where I came from, my origin, which is very important, and I'm going to understand you know, where I am right now and the struggles I have and why I have those struggles and to realize that those struggles are a result of the original fall, the, the original sin. But to know and kind of gives, it gives you kind of like a, you know, if, if you open up, you know, Google Maps, you know, on your iPhone, iPad or whatever you got, you know how sometimes it'll show you that little blue dot? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, that's where I am. That's where I am, <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't know where you are. Right. You're probably <laughs> lost. Right. <laughs> So we want to know where we are. And this is where God gave us the Bible. He gave us the scriptures, our church, to, to give us a, a, a fresh living vision of this is where you are right now. You know, it's like you didn't, might not know where you're at, but here's where you are. And, and we, knowing where we are, can start to then make some decisions. You know, we, we have an understanding of where we are, so we can start to make decisions based on that. You know, we need to go left, we need to go right. Or that thought's not of God. That thought is of God. Um, you know, I'm not going to choose this. I'm going to choose that. You know, that's important. So if we look at that Genesis, he wanted to separate Adam and Eve from God, from their origin. He wanted to divorce them, to, 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 to break them from uh, the, the truth of, of who they are, where they came from, and where they're going. Okay. So how did he do that? Well, he, he spoke lies. So, and this is why I say, be attentive to your thought life. You know, the scripture says, hold all thoughts captive, right, in Christ. Meaning, you know, don't just let thoughts flow into your head and your heart and, and don't have any edit function going on, right? You need edit here at the station, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <You> gotta well. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, Rachel. Right, edit function. <laughs> edit function Needed. on filter yeah. from brain to microphone. <laughs> Got that. <laughs> Excellent. 710, we've already changed the show. Nicely exactly. done. But where is your blue dot on a Monday morning? That, I think that's, that's right. a great question yeah. to ask everybody. Exactly. Where are you located? Where, where are you at? You? And what are you going to do Tuesday, Wednesday, it, Thursday? But you got to know that. And it takes a minute, takes a yeah. minute to find that. Just stop and, and take yeah. a deep breath and reflect on Because I think often we're not aware of what we're even believing a lot of times. We're not aware of, of what's going on inside of us. Because we're so pulled outside of us. You know, as a priest, this Tuesday is my two-year anniversary. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Yay! Praise Congratulations. God! Congratulations! Wow, that's a terrible Tuesday. Two <laughs> now I have excuse, you know, the terrible Tuesday. <laughs> that's right. Father Shane will be like, "What's he going crazy for up there now?" <laughs> yep. I'll say it's the terrible Tuesday. The terrible twos. <laughs> well, you know, but th this is exactly it, though. Is uh, we 
need to take time to to take inventory of our of our lives, of our interior. This is what you know. Ignatius would say the examine, you know, looking at and reflecting on the interior, and basically, not so much uh, what am I doing right and wrong, but more emphasis on, you know, where am I in my relationship with God, because what I'm doing right and wrong is going to have everything to do with my relationship with God. How am I relating to God? You know, do, do you believe that God likes you? We often say God loves you, but he actually likes you. <laughs> God likes you. And I think that's an important thing to say and to hear and to, like, let that wrestle with that idea. God likes me, you know. He likes you. He, he, if he didn't want you, he wouldn't have made you, you know. He, 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 he knew all our sins before he even created us, but he still created us. You know, so that means he trusts us and he knows we're capable of a lot more good than, than evil. And, and, and that we have uh, uh, this ability to, to get into, to dive into, to, to, to saturate ourselves in this relationship with him. And that's why he gives us his word. And so on Trinity Sunday, we know that we're celebrating this dynamic that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And right there, we can just say, God is three persons but one, and we know that's a mystery for us all. But we also know that us, in God's image and likeness, are created to also be a community, you know, to enter into a common unions, you know, a community. That's why we say holy communion. You know, we go up, we receive holy communion with God, but that holy communion should be demonstrated or manifested in our communion as a people of God, you know, the Holy One of Israel. The people of Israel were, were you know, we, I talked to a few weeks ago about being pulled out of Egypt where it was about more tyranny, you know, a ruling over people rather than a, a people that are in relationship. The, the people of God weren't free to be in relationship, you know. And this is ultimately really, you know, this Friday with the, the Freedom Rallies, this is at the heart of all of that is it's an attack against unity because unity subsists in the truth, and the truth about the dignity of the person comes directly from the Trinity, from God. God. So, you know, if, if, if we are off on truth in the way we treat each other, if we're not treating each other as a reflection of the Trinity, then it's probably because our image of God isn't proper. It's, it's, it's disoriented. It's, it's disordered. It's wrong. And this is going back again to Genesis, the fall. So all of our actions as a, as a human family flow from our understanding of God. So if I'm believing that God doesn't like me, <laughs> there's a good chance I might not like you. Um, you know, we're called to love each other, but also to, to like, you know, the, yeah. what do you see in this person? God made this person. You got to like something about even your enemy. If you you got to be able to see God's, handiwork god's right. beauty you know you might not like their personality or what they're doing but you got to distinguish that from the person themselves that god made from all eternity he desired this person to exist and he desired you to meet whether you like him or not the bottom line is, is he's trying to teach you something about who he is by bringing that person often someone that you know gets under your skin you know right because 
liking people can be very difficult because we always throw that as a as a cop out. It's like, well, I love them doesn't mean I gotta like them. Yeah, you know? exactly. That, people that, say but, that all the time. But, but it's a blanket thing, and that yeah. means you don't have to have anything to do with them, exactly. and you don't have to see Christ on them, and you can walk away. I mean, exactly. I do use that. Everybody's used that. Yeah. Everybody does. It's Father, like that's a get brilliant out of point. Free card. It is. It is your get out of jail free <laughs> card. It's because like because you know what? I'm still there. I'm still with Jesus because I love everybody, but I don't like that person. Yeah. Right. And then, <laughs> and then, I mean, what is that? Just like sending out loving vibes. I mean, what does that even mean? No, I mean it is. So it's what I, Father I said. It's yeah. a get out of jail yeah. free card because yeah. then you don't have to invest yeah. in 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 doing the dirty work, which is okay. This person is not somebody that I see eye to eye yeah. with, or somebody that rubs me the wrong way. But I, I, I'm not even going to try to see Christ in him because I'm just like, oh, I love everybody, yeah. but you can't yeah. stand him. And that's it, where the gossip comes in. And exactly. That's where the the passive aggressive behavior comes exactly. in. So, and this is a brilliant deep, point, Father. This is a deep uh, spiritual reality. Like the human person, we know, you know, body, mind, spirit, soul. Um, you know, it's this idea that often we, we live in our minds, but we got to live from our, from our spirit. We got to live from our souls because from out of your spirit, from out of your soul is, is where you have to stand. That's your identity. That's who you are. That's your core. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, people can be imitate, you know, personalities can be very much, you know, imitated or, sure. or, 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 you know, characteristics of people can be manifest and demonstrated almost the same in this person and that person you know like you know you could pull you know two you know chevy cars up of the same make and right they look the same and everything but they're two different cars <laughs> yeah and so in our own lives our souls our spirit we live from that place that truth and, and that's important because again the, the enemy wants to pull us out of our souls out of our spirits to go more and more into the superficial, you know, more into just living out of our thoughts or even our emotions um, or, or the, the, the pleasures of the flesh. But this is why, you know, retreats in times of prayer are important is to, to, to go. The Lord is within us. You know, the, the scripture says the Holy Spirit lives in us. We are temples of the spirit. So God's going to draw us deeper within because it's from that deep, deep place within that I start to really, if you will, you could say, remember who I am. Because remember, we came from God, our origin, right? We're going back to that. Our origin is from God. So going into your spirit is basically going back to the garden of Eden. That inner garden of my soul is going back to the garden, the garden of my soul. Where, where it happens in the garden, that's where God put Adam and Eve, in the garden. That's the inner sanctuary. The inner, you know, holy of holies where I encounter God daily in my spirit. And it's not an encounter, you know, when I pray, I, I don't pray from my head. Yeah. I pray from my spirit, from my soul. And, and that has to, you know, what does that mean? You know, that, that's an important thing to think about. What does that mean to pray from my spirit? Uh, you know, pray. we always say pray from the heart. You could say maybe that's, that's getting there. That's starting to get there. But I think it's even deeper, deeper. than that. Praying, you know, like we read in our, was it our first or our second reading in, in the scriptures this weekend said, we cry out, Abba, Father. And it says our spirit will uh, uh, witness with the Holy Spirit, you know. And, and that's what that means. Like our spirit witnesses with the Holy Spirit. Mary says, my soul proclaims the great sword. My spirit rejoices. So, you know, I could be like, well, I'm supposed to be happy today. I'm a Christian um, and, and I pretend to be happy. 
you know, we I, I can <laughs> right. pretend right. like, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm happy, I'm good. And we all right. do that. And, and sometimes, you know, you have to, you choose beyond your feelings, you choose. But it, 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 it authentically needs to come from our spirit, from that deepest part of who I am. You know, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. It, it's the deepest part of our identity. And again, that goes back to, you know, knowing who God is gives me permission to go into myself. If I don't know God and his love for me, that he likes me, then I'm probably going to be afraid of myself. And I'm going to live always outside in the superficial, you know, and I'm not going to go dive deep, deep, deep into those inner waters, you know, those deep waters of, of love with him. And that's where, you know, you know, the life of, um, you know, we can't always put a finger on it, but we feel, we just don't feel connected. You know, that feeling of like, I feel disconnected restless, today. Yeah. I feel restless. I feel, you know, my spirit is restless, you know, and, and as we know, as my soul longs for the running waters, as the deer round longs for the running waters, and it says, you know, our soul longs to rest in him, to rest in the Lord. And, and this is important because, again, how I understand God and how he relates to me is going to be how I'm going to relate to my family, to my spouse, to my kids, uh, to my coworkers. And, and this is, again, very important. This is, again, going back to the Freedom Rally. This is exactly what we're dealing with is, you know, part of the dignity of the person is to have the freedom to express, you know, their, their, their life in worship to God and not being hindered in any way from, from giving themselves to God. And it's an attack on the dignity of the person, but that attack, we need to know, flows from an understanding of God that's that's twisted. So this idea that God is a, a controlling God rather than a God that respects my freedom and, and knows that I have the ability to make choices. And he, right, he gave us free will. He gave us that freedom. And I, I'm free to love you or not, Right. and, and God's still going to be there. You know, I always think of the scripture, you know, where Saul was out, he wanted to, to, to take down all the Christians. You know, Saul wanted to take everyone out because he was upset you know, the Jewish leaders, you know, he's like a young guy. He's got a lot of, you know, fire in him. And he, he wants to go out and, and, and uproot what he considers to be the threat. And he goes and he gets this, you know, letter. And he goes across the country, you know, dragging people out and, and wanting them to reject Christ. And, and when he's on this road of, of tyranny and road of, of stripping people from, from their faith and wanting to or persecuting, he sees Jesus, right? He has this encounter with Christ. And Jesus, it always amazes me, but Jesus, when he encounters Paul, Saul, he says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You know, now if you had someone dragging your family and beating them on the streets and, 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 and hurting them really deeply, Jesus doesn't go into this long discourse of, what are you doing? These are my children. Right. Can't you? He says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he stops there. But the reason I'm saying that is because Jesus 
died for Saul's sins. And he said, he, he didn't say, he didn't start pointing out all of Saul's sins. He, he, he went right to the relationship. Why are you persecuting me? And you could hear the Lord's compassion in that. I love you. I died for you. I forgave you. You know, why are you persecuting me? Why are you rising up against me? I love you. And, and it's in that experience of Saul and Jesus where he has this, you know, conversion, right? And then he goes and he's prayed with and, and he, he becomes one of the greatest, you know, proclaimers of the gospel, of the message of Christ. And remember, Saul was very much a legalist. He was very much a, a, a super, I can earn salvation by my keeping the law. Keeping the law. And yeah. he was angry that Jesus was giving <laughs> yeah. this almost Other way. ticket. Yeah. Hey, yeah. basically Saul, <laughs> right. hey, everything you did by keeping the law doesn't yeah. really impress me. Yeah. You know, and again, wah, wah. why was, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Father, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with a lot more. Who are you going to like today? And where is your blue dot as you move through the week uh, in your relationship with Jesus Christ? Amen. God likes me. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so glad Amen. that you came in and reminded us of that, Father. 724, we're back with more right after this on the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Spirit Catholic Radio, 726. It is your spiritual direction for a Monday morning with Father Michael Voidhofer. He is the associate pastor at St. Robert Bellarmine and getting straight to the relationship with Jesus Christ. Where you need to be on a Monday morning. A couple questions you got to ask and as you plan your week. Whose word will I believe today? Yeah. Whose word will I believe today? That really struck me because... Um, You're going to be you challenged know, every... Well, they are. There's that fundamental choice at the beginning of each day, starting the day every yeah. day. Every day you can choose yeah. God or not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it you, is that easy. It's a, I mean, it's that's really, simple, not that easy. It's that simple. It's right. You choose. You're choosing to believe or not. You know, like we, when we Mass, we say the body of Christ, we say amen, meaning so be it. I believe it. And you might use that word to kind of keep you focused today. Amen. You know, uh, give your consent. Like, give yourself to the word of God, meaning God says, you know, I love you. And, and within that love, we, as, as, under, as we understand love, God is saying, you know, I like you as a person. You know, I want to be with you, you know, and I just, you know, when I was on retreat, there were just some, some, some things the Lord was giving me on my retreat. This is a, a number of weeks ago, I went on a, a 12 day silent retreat and, and the Lord was just saying, you know, and one thing he was saying is to me, you're always on my mind, you know, just, that's a simple thought, but God was saying to me, you're always on my mind, which is true. If we weren't on God's mind, everything would fall apart, <laughs> right. you know, and then the Lord was telling me, you know, I'm excited to be with you. I'm, I'm excited to spend time with you. You know, like your kids, if you show, if your, your kids, you know, when they know you want to play. Oh, yeah. They are excited. And I think that is important that God's a father and he says, I'm excited to be with you. I want to celebrate today with you. I want to, I want to go to work with you. I want to be there with you. I want to enjoy, you know, whatever you're doing with you. I want to help you through the difficult times today. And again, see, we're going back to that relationship, whereas God's not a distant. See you Sunday. That's yeah, it. I got it, an hour for you. Yeah. That's it. And I'm out of here. Yeah. He's way out yeah, there. Way and, out there. And I, I say him, you know, I, bear, I come into mass and God's with his checklist saying, okay, check, you did that. Check, you did that. Check, you did that. And he's like, oh, who's that over there? I haven't seen you in a while. You know. Judging. Judging. Yeah. God's not a critical critiquer, you know, that's like out to... You know, he, he, God doesn't look at us like a big anthill, like look, the there's gotcha all those God, human right. beings, you know. But again, we know this in our minds, 
But our right. spirits are actually often living out of yeah. God as a tyrant, yeah. as a um, rule giver, law giver, which he is. But we need to understand that he's not out to say, follow this and do it by yourself. And when you get there, come and see me and give me your give me your report. You know, put the report on my desk after you're done with work. And then it's like this cold. So, you know, God's saying, you're always on my mind. I'm excited to be with you. And he says, you know, he told me, you know, we'll work, we'll work on that together. Think of that today. And God's saying, I'm going to work on that with you together today. That's the whole point of the incarnation. God wants to work with us. He wants to work with where we are. And, and heaven and hell are ultimate destinations. Right. But often we focus on ultimate destinations. But how does that affect me today, yeah. right now? Heaven has come to me now god's right beside me right here he's he's within me and he's closer to me than i am to myself you know and he's inviting me to taste a little bit of heaven right now and what is heaven it's relationship with the trinity which is here right now right here through our baptism we become temples of the holy spirit we become the indwelling presence of god within us you know just just call that to mind and again these are truths but we have to give ourselves to them and this is where, you know, maybe to finish up our time is to, something to think about for everyone is, you know, the Lord gave me this idea. You know, Christ says, you know, in uh, Luke 5, uh, 31, he says, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick need a physician. You know, he says, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So those who are well don't need a physician. Well, the little analogy God gave me for it, this might teach you and help you even in your, your prayer life of how to relate with the Trinity, how to receive the Trinity. You know, and, and basically what that was was uh, the church is, is the hospital, which we've all heard that before. You know, we're all, it's a house for sinners. We're all broken. We're all sick. And Jesus says, I've come not to call the righteous, meaning if you believe you're right and you have it together, and you're there, <laughs> call me. We'll uh, give me some advice and we'll, we'll um, give me some, send some of your hair to KVSS and we'll make a holy card and send it out. <laughs> Third, first class relic. Right? All right, absolutely. But the point is, as you know, of uh, we aren't there. Yeah. So the first step is in light of the Trinity, I can say it's okay to admit I messed up. I'm messed up. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm broken. I'm disordered. You know, and this is the, the whole struggle, you know, we could go on and on, but the whole struggle with, you know, the those who are pushing the, the gay marriage agenda, it all has to do with, you're not allowed to tell me I'm broken. Like, I'm going to normalize broken because I'm not allowed to be broke. To be broken and to be loved isn't compatible. Yeah. So all right. of us are broken. I'm disordered. You're disordered. Everyone's disordered. That's what life is in this world is we're broken but we're so used to that conditional love that everything's based yeah, on conditions so, so yeah when i, I got to change the conditions when, yeah, so i when get the I, love yeah that's not what jesus yeah. is about so you know you know when i point out that you know the, the biology of your body isn't corresponding to the psychology that right. you are approaching life with which is there's a there's a there's not a harmony between how your body's made and how how you're thinking that that's not order Right. But that's okay. Yeah. And I think this is where right. we as Christians bring in, again, the Trinity brings in 
love into us, and we learn to embrace the brokenhearted first ourselves. And this is important. We have to embrace ourselves first as broken people. And to the degree I embrace my brokenness, I'll embrace my neighbor's brokenness. And what is, what's that? That's truth. Unity subsists in truth. And, and, and until I know the truth about how God loves me in my brokenness, that he actually likes me, that he actually has no problem with, with getting close to me when I'm you know, broken and weak and poor, that he's a physician. I always say he's our primary care provider, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot better plan primary. than I got. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? Best, the best, you got the best you doctor. Got. So Christ is our primary care physician. He's a divine physician that cares for our souls, and he knows we're broken. And it's okay. You know, if you don't trust your doctor, you're not, if you don't believe your doctor can help you, you know, you can go into the doctors and you want to kind of not really say what's wrong. Right. <laughs> Occasionally like confession. You just go in yeah, there. Yeah, you want to kind of talk around the oh, issue. Yeah, you yeah, never absolutely. want to get to the point. Especially if it's sensitive. It's just, I think it's bronchitis. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's like, no, it's not. So, yeah, <laughs> you want to you wanna get to that. And so let Jesus, and then Mary is our, I always say, Jesus gave us Mary as our, our home care nurse. So she comes with us to, to, to be with us. And what's Mary do? She teaches us how to receive the Holy Spirit. And when Mary, I allow her to be my home care nurse, my mother, you know, what does she do? She, again, I, I had this image in prayer the other day, and you might use this for your prayers. I'm, I'm just asking you as your prescription, you know, like the doctor gives us prescription is, you know, three times a day, take three to five minutes to let Mary help you receive love. And the image I'd like you to use for that is, imagine as you're sitting in your car before you go into work or before you go back in after lunch, or, or if you can't find time at home, run to the bathroom and go in there for a few minutes to hide and take two, three to five minutes and do this three times a day. And this is your medicine, you know, this is the medicine of, from God. And, and let, imagine Mary's hand on your, your arm and imagine her putting that IV in. And I want you to listen to the drip of the IV. And God is going to rehydrate you with his love. And, and you take three minutes to just be silent or five minutes, whatever you can do. It's good to start little, right? And just keep your focus on the drip. You know, drip, drip. Meaning, little by little, God's dripping his divine life and love into your spirit, into your soul, into your life. And it's through the help and love of our dearest mother. And Mary, by helping us to receive this divine drip of love, allows us to experience in our bodies Jesus. Remember, the, how'd the Word become flesh? Through the Holy Spirit. Well, how can I start to literally experience in my flesh the Word of God? How can I experience you, my union with Jesus through my baptism? How do I, ex how do I start to experience the body of Christ. We talk about it all the time. It's a nice idea, and it's true. But how do I experience myself as the body of Christ? Well, you need the Holy Spirit. Mary gives us the Holy Spirit. So use that image of just receiving that IV drip. You know, you, sometimes being out in the world, we get dehydrated from love, and we need to receive the hydration of the Spirit in our spirits. We need to you know, the, the soil's real hard and packed down in our souls and that inner garden is like stamped down from all the people that run over us or, you know, we, we get hardened. Yeah. And, and the, the rain of the Holy Spirit loosens the That's ground. Right. 
And then what happens when the receptive. ground's loosened? Yeah. The seed, yeah. the word of God, the seed can, can, be, the can be received in yeah. the soil. And when it's received, we see fruits. Bro, yeah. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit is always Jesus. And that's what our goal is, to experience Jesus. Because when you have Jesus, you have the Father. And when you have the Father, you have Jesus. I and the Father are one, says the Lord. And he says, he prayed in John 17 that we would be one as he is one with the Father. But we can't experience that. God wants us to experience him. You know, like I say, God likes you. Well, that's an idea right now. But that seed has to be sown into the soil. And that happens not by your, you know, you don't have a right. hoe. You don't have a hoe or rototiller strong enough to break that soil. Yeah. So you need Mary to, as you're sitting in your car again, three minutes, just try this three times a day. Because, you know, if you have an infection and you go into the hospital, what do they do? They'll say, you know, well, we're going to have to put an IV in to, yeah. to shoot some antibiotics yeah, through you to get that infection out. So, and it's usually not until, you know, six, eight uh, a day, six hours, eight hours a day, where you start to feel your strength come back. And they might just, they're probably going to put fluids in you as well. So God knows what to put in that, that, that IV. IV. Yep. And, and Mary is the one as our intercessor to come to us and and put her hand on her arm and say it's okay you're sick and what do you do in a hospital bed nothing you lay there be still and know i'm god let god be god but mary was given to us at the cross for this very reason to help us receive i think one of the biggest struggles oh i would argue is the struggle of the human race is to receive god we struggle receiving the love of god because why it goes back to our image of god as Trinity, we have an idea of God that isn't from God. Yeah. Remember, Satan fed Adam and Eve an idea of God that was wrong. Which what le that caused fear, and that fear caused them to, okay, we don't need God anymore. I'm going to do it myself because <laughs> I don't want God in my life. Because again, that's scary. That idea, that yeah. contorted idea of God, and is we scary know this in us. our heads. We we, right. we we all know this right now in our heads, and everyone's listening. It's probably. Oh, that makes sense. But, but 10 where, minutes from now, right. Yeah, where's your spirit? Where's your soul in this? Yeah. Or are you living out of, you know, are, we live from our soul and our spirit. So if I'm believing it in my spirit, I'm going to experience it. Even though in my head, I'm like, okay, uh, Father, that's great. It makes sense. But how do I get what's in my head now, that truth I just, we just right. shared? How do I let that seep into my spirit? Well, again, Mary's role in helping the Holy Spirit to carry that seed you know, into my soil of my soul, into my spirit. Then I live from it. I live out of that firm foundation. And then I'm able to live out of, you know, that identity of the Trinity and the love of the Trinity. And I start to naturally create community because I'm able to go into the brokenness of my brothers and sisters that are broken because I've let God come into my brokenness. So to the degree I let God love me, to that same degree... You could draw the, the proportional parallel that I love others. What a, what a great point about the brokenness, though, and being able to, to know that of yourself, and that's okay, but to share that with other people because then when you go out into the community and talk to people that are broken, they can see that you're, you're the same way, and, right. and, yeah. and, and that opens them up. Father, amazing. That was amazing spiritual direction for Monday morning. We're going to uh, take our prescription and run with it. Three to five yeah. minutes of asking Mary for help. Yeah. Help, yeah. please. Absolutely. Yeah. Three and, to five minutes, three times a day. And, and know that, that Jesus 
wants to be with us all the time. And because that's when you get into that compartmentalization yeah. on, and, and also that, that he's not keeping track and he's not that angry person that Alex. father's talking about, because I think then you get into people using God basically to hedge your bets. I mean, it's like, yeah. okay, I don't, I don't want to go to hell, but I don't fully want to jump yeah. in. Yeah. The and, waters. And you know what? It's it, right now as we, as we as, when I say God likes you, I know that bothers us at some level. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention to what, why that bothers you, because that's the lie that needs to be uprooted. That's the weed that needs to be pulled out from the roots. Because the fact that it bothers you that I say God likes you, it's like, well, we're not supposed to like everyone. We were always told we're to love, but not to like. You know, there's truth to that to some degree, but you got to understand it. The it's level we're challenge. talking about is the person. Right. You got to choose to to like this person. God likes him. He made him. He wouldn't have made him if he didn't want them there. And he loves him. But a part of that love, the part of the God's love, the nature of love is to, to actually like to be with another creature of the of the God of the universe. You know, it's like, wow, this is amazing. I'm with somebody that will never exist for all eternity, but right here in my presence right now. So let that bother you. Because see, that, that feeling of being bothered by, you know, you know, God likes me, God loves me, he's with me, he's not out to take keep track as you're saying. <laughs> that's, when that bothers you, that's the tilling up of that soil. Yeah. That's what you're feeling. He he's 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 turning over that soil, and you like to just say, "Hey, leave my garden alone." <laughs> I got it. Don't handled. touch it. You uh, know, right. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me let me decide what I'll plant and not. Uh, just and God's like, yeah. let go. Let go you of know. it. Let go of it. Seven forty-two now on the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Before Father gets out of here Wednesday, uh, Planned Parenthood. We've been having the prayer rally out there from eleven till noon. Uh, lots of moms bringing the kids out. Yeah. Uh, we've seen people that are uh, on their way to play golf that show up. Guys that are taking uh, 20, 25, 30 minutes from their lunch yeah, to be out awesome. there. So um, you'll be out there witness. again. Yeah, well, every from? Wednesday we, okay. we're out there praying, and okay. you know, again, it's just another witness to entering into the brokenness. Yes. Um. Mm. And and. To be a witness of love and, and to be a community of love there, that is attractive to the yes, people that go into Planned Parenthood. Yes. That are ultimately, the whole heart of that is these women and these men are afraid. Yeah. yeah. That's why they're going to Planned Parenthood. Right. They're afraid of love because love is costly. It's going to cost them to, to embrace that new life. But no. the, they, we don't just look at the crucifixion. We look through the crucifixion to the resurrection. Crucifixion is a part of life, but it leads to the resurrection. So embracing that little baby, it's going to cost you. It's going to take your time, your career up. It's going to take things up. But the beauty of that is you find yourself in giving yourself because you start to find your identity. You find yeah. your Trinitarian call to commune, to relate. Getting a lot of amens from parents yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. yeah you start true. to taste the resurrection. Yes. That, you know, Praise God. And, and it's, yeah. it's not a... It's not an easy thing, no. As you, but it's it's the truth, right. and uh, the truth will set us free. Seven forty four, Father, if we could have a blessing before you leave, Father, we ask you to give forth your mighty blessing of love through your Son Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Amen. Michael Voighthopper from St. Robert Bellarmine. You might want to be listening to that on Spirit Catholic Radio. We'll put that up as the podcast later today on the Spirit Catholic Radio Network.